Good morning. Good to see everybody. It's looking like there's a light at the end of this COVID tunnel. Everything's opening up. Uh, this past week, things are getting rolling. This past Friday, everything's gotten rolling. Uh, the start of getting back on track. And uh, so what it's looking like um, right now from a church standpoint, 25% capacity we could meet. For me, I'm, what is that going to do for us, right? We, uh, uh, to say 75% can't actually come to church on a weekend, I j it would just be uh, crazy. We're already maxed out on what we're doing. So our plan as a church and what I want to do is we're going to wait until June. We're going to decide a specific date depending on kind of what the state does over the next couple weeks. But we'll decide in June uh, or through the month of May exactly when we're going to start in June. Um, and we're going to throw a massive party, have a massive Sunday where we all get back together. So the light is at the end of the tunnel. We're going to be through all of this madness. Now, we've been in a conversation over the past couple of weeks, a series of talks, really just looking at pre-resurrection or pre-crucifixion, post-resurrection. Uh, post, uh, we've been having a, a conversation around these ideas and these conversations of believers at this moment in time, disciples, believers in Jesus, pre and post, right? And uh, as we've looked about looked at this, we're, we're kind of, I'm kind of looking at the the lives of these individuals and how they lived, what they believed, and how that translated into their everyday lives. And today, I want to kind of jump into a conversation around powering on, powering on. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation inside of your life where. Maybe you were in the middle of a project, you face some obstacles, some challenges, you're in the middle of a case that you're working on and you face some opposition, some challenges, you couldn't get information and, and really in the middle of all of that, you're thinking, man, should I just give up now? Should I just stop? I mean, uh, what is this all really about? I mean, should I stop now, right? Or maybe you're in the middle of your degree plan, right? And you're, 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 you're plugging through on all the classes that are uh, in your degree plan and you get to this one class and for whatever reason, it's your Achilles heel. You just can't understand the concepts. You just don't get the subject. And in the middle of it, you're thinking like, what in the world am I doing? Why am I even doing this? And, and you're thinking, man, I should just give up now. This is, this is stupid. This is crazy, whatever. And you get frustrated. It's in the middle of the frustration right? I think there's moments and times in marriage where you just get into it and you're like, oh, this person just doesn't understand me. Ah, right. And uh, parent places and time whenever you're parenting, you're thinking your kid, ah, I just want to strangle them. They just aren't getting this. And there's all these, these moments in time all throughout life, right? Where we face uh, moments that Maybe there's a little bit of challenge that's there, a little bit of struggle that's there, a little bit of resistance that's there. And we're thinking like, ah, I just, just want to give up. It's not worth it, right? And in the middle of these times, it's always, it's always a good thing. And I'll just encourage you, in the moment where you are pressing forward with a concept, an idea, a task, a responsibility, a commitment you are living in, and you face these things, it's always good to focus on the goal in the midst when the grind is getting good. And I'll say this, the trials, the challenges, the struggles, the pain, all of that, I would say the grind is getting good. So if you want to hashtag that, come on, good grinding. Come on, anybody in the middle of a good grind here today? You got to focus on the goal in the middle of a grind. If you lose sight of the goal and why you're doing it, you'll give up on the case. You lose sight of the goal in the middle of your degree plan, 
uh, you'll give up uh, in the middle of the degree. You, know, you won't even get to the end of it. Uh, you, you lose sight of the goal, the purpose, the premise in the middle of your marriage, what you're there to do, you'll give up on the marriage. It all comes back when you focus on the goal and the intent, you can, uh, you can uh, enjoy whenever the grinding gets good. Hashtag good grinding, right? You're in the middle of it today. Man, just pull back into yourself, yourself today. You're in the middle of your, your career, your life, your marriage, your family, uh, your schooling. You're in the middle of thriving in Jesus' name and you're facing a little bit of challenge. Come on, hashtag good grinding. Hashtag good grinding is going down right now. Power on in Jesus' name. Now we look at this story and uh, the Acts 2 believers, we just talked about last week, the Holy Spirit is falling. They are powered up. They've received the gift and the promise in which Jesus had said he would give them, right? Thank God for a heavenly father that wants to give us something that we can live powered up and strengthened inside of life. Now you find these disciples, they're powered up, they're excited. They're doing exactly what Jesus said in Acts 1-8, right? They're going out, they're on the move, they're, they're, they're living life and they're living it from a premise of like, not just in their own power, but they're powered by the Holy Spirit. And as we talked about last week in Acts 2, man, they shared in the Apostles' teaching, they were doing these things and, and the church was growing every single day. Now you flip over a chapter to Acts chapter 3. And this is an incredible time in the Bible, especially within the new movement for Christians, where uh, you're seeing power on the move. You're seeing these incredible things going on. And I want to start here today. And if you want to take notes, you can write this uh, as point number one, if you will. Give people what you got. You got to give people what you got. If we look in this story, Acts 3, verse number one, it says this. Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the the three o'clock prayer service. As they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was going, uh, was being carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate, the one called the beautiful gate, so he could uh, beg from the people going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Now you get Peter and John powered up by the Holy Spirit. Uh, it's electrifying. It's almost tangible in the air. The amount of energy and excitement, right? We've received the gift. And Peter and John are going to church, basically. They're going to church. They're stoked. This one individual that was lame from birth would be placed by the beautiful gate. Every single time, every single day, he'd be placed there to beg for his provision. Now, he's in the middle of a struggle, and he's definitely got a physical need. Now, here's a pretty interesting point that you can pull out of this. This man is 40 years old. From, from his birth, he has been uh, lame. He's placed at this beautiful gate in Jerusalem, the same beautiful gate that Jesus would have passed by multiple times over, but yet this man is still there lame in the middle of this. Lame. He still cannot walk. Physically impaired. And Jesus walked past him multiple times. But yet on this day, Peter and John walk past him. Now let me talk, uh, let, me, let me jump into this story a little bit more. Moving on, it says in verse number four, Peter and John looked at him intently and Peter said, look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I give you what I have in the name of Jesus Christ of uh, Nazareth. Get up and walk. And by a, uh, uh, an act of faith, 
Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand, an act of faith to say, in the name of Jesus, do it, not just by my word, and I'm gonna watch you do it by your faith, but I'm gonna believe with you, and I'm gonna reach down there, I'm gonna grab your hand, grabs his hand, and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet, and began to walk. Then walking, leaping, and praising God, and he went into the temple with them. So check this story out. The apostles empowered by the Holy Spirit walk into this, that Jesus walk into the beautiful gate, uh, walking into church in Jerusalem like Jesus would have done multiple times over. But on this day, Peter and John answer the call and fall into the will of God. God's will on this day was for this man to be healed. Come on, let me just tell you right now. God's timing is just as important as God's will. Jesus could have healed this man uh, years earlier, but yet God's timing is just as important as God's will. It was not time for that man to be healed because it was much better for Jesus to heal this man from heaven and rather than through his believers from heaven, rather than for Jesus to heal him himself. Why? Because God's ultimate glory is going to be revealed inside of this story. Let me just tell you today, I love inside of this story that you find God has timing around things. God has his will that he's going to accomplish what he set out to do, but there's timing behind all of it. And let me just encourage you today. If you are in the middle of some prayers, if you're in the middle of some, uh, um, uh, some some, some things that you are asking God for inside of your life, some things you are believing God for in, in your life, some things that you want to see happen through your ministry, through your life, through your talent, and maybe things aren't just coming together. Well, God's timing and his will are two separate things. Oh, it may be in alignment, right? He says, ask uh, and I will give unto you, right? Uh, ask anything in my name and I will give unto you. And a key part of this on the back half of that scripture is, um, that it's all God's will. Granted that you're asking in God's will, then it's just a matter of God's timing that. So here today, let me just give you some encouragement. You're in the middle of asking God for something. Just remember God's timing is just as important as God's will. And I tell you, don't lose heart, right? At just the right time. God will bring exactly what you need for what you are asking him for. Granted, it is in his will for your life. It is to bring him glory uh, on this earth. Peter and John, one of the key statements they make inside of here is silver and gold we do not have, but let me give you what I do have. And this is where it comes back to the point of what I'm making. Give people what you got. Hey, there's sometimes whenever we have a need that we can feel, right? And I'm a, I'm a person to say, meet the need, quick to meet that need. But everything is not resolved monetarily. Tell you the truth, we can't resolve all of the world's issues monetarily, right? There's some things that simply is a supernatural thing. And the beauty is we get the presence of God in order to bring the supernatural in order to usher in the supernatural through our belief, right? If we have faith the size of a mustard seed, we can move mountains in Jesus' name. We, by the believers, have this ability by faith and believing to, to bring the supernatural into a natural world for the sake of bringing glory to God.
You find inside of this story, silver and gold that they did not have, but they said, let me give you what I do. They did not give something they did not already have. Let me just tell you, today I would be praying inside of your life, give me the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus. Give me power. I wanna walk through this life. I wanna be able to see a need. I may not be able to meet it monetarily or physically, but what I can do is I can pray heaven down on earth to see you move in a miraculous way. Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have is I do have the healing power of Jesus Christ that I can pray in Jesus' name that you would be healed. Come on, let's give people what we got. We got the power of the Holy Spirit and we can pray in Jesus' name for healing to be found right here in this earth. Moving down inside of this story, it says this, in verse number 12, Peter saw his opportunity and dressed the crowd. Uh, People of Israel, He said, what is so surprising about this and why stare at us though we had made this man walk by our own power or godliness? Skipping down to verse number 16, he answers this question here as people are just amazed. This guy jumps up and he goes with them into the church and all these people are amazed. This is the man that we've seen for the past however long that they've been going to church there. We've seen this man. He's been lame. And all of a sudden he's healed and he's speaking. He's talking about the glory of God and he's praising God for his healing. Wow. And all these people are looking at it. And then Peter begins to preach and it says, through faith in verse number 16, through faith in the name of Jesus, this man was healed. You know how crippled he was before? Faith in Jesus' name has healed him before your very eyes. The point I want to make with this is action brings opportunity. Action brings opportunity. The first part of here, Peter saw his opportunity and then addressed the crowd. It was through action, not just by, oh, I just believe and and God, you're just going to move throughout the world. God, you're just going to move in my workplace. It's just going to be a supernatural thing that is all you and nothing of me. That what you find inside of this story is it was through action that brought opportunity. And you know me, I'm an advocate on do not mean we are not Christians to be here as talkers. We are Christians to be here as walkers. We may be the only Jesus that anybody ever sees, right? We would want them to be able to have an an encounter with Jesus, but they may say, you know what? I don't know what's going on with you. And they're seeing the light shine through us in Jesus name. They're seeing the power of God work through us. And all of a sudden they're coming to us saying, what's going on? And they're seeing Jesus in us. And with that, they're going to say, wow, what in the world is going on? And in this amazement, I love it's through a life of action that it brings opportunity. And you find here in the scriptures, Peter saw the opportunity, the amazement, the awe, the wonder, oh my gosh, what has happened? And through the opportunity, then he was able to communicate the message, right? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Our lives are a living testimony of the goodness of God that then we can lead people to the place, the house where the word of God is being preached. Faith comes by hearing. And that's exactly what Peter did. Did He stood up and began to preach the gospel. And it says inside of here that 5,000 people are saved. Number two, if you want to write this down, ordinary people can do extraordinary things. Ordinary people can do extraordinary things, right? 
Sometimes we can sit back and say, well, I don't have much. I can't do much. I don't have any special talent. Can't sing. No, 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 no. You may look at your life as ordinary, and I pray from a, my heart from a place of humility. You should always look at your life as ordinary because there's nothing good about us. <laughs> there's nothing good about us other than Jesus Christ evident inside of our lives. But ordinary people are being used right here to do extraordinary things. Acts chapter 4, verse number 1, while Peter and John were speaking to the people, they were confronted by the priest, the captain of the temple guards, and some of the uh, Sadducees. Verse number 2, these leaders were very disturbed that Peter and John were teaching the people that through Jesus there is a resurrection of the dead. Right? Sadducees didn't believe in the resurrection, did not believe in the afterlife, so they would have lost their mind And they did lose their mind because they were preaching about the resurrection of the dead. They arrested them. Um, They arrested them and said, and since it was already evening, put them in jail until morning. Now, here's a clear indication of what's going on here. The amazement, the wonder, the preaching of the word. And it says, but many of these of the people who heard their message believed it. It was through belief. Salvation came. So the number of men who believed now totaled about 5,000. It was through action that led to an opportunity that put these people in a place that they could hear the word and believe, right? And find salvation, right? It's these ordinary men using the, uh, the power of God that he has given them in order to preach the gospel. It says, filled with the Holy Spirit, Peter would speak, right? Peter would speak with the power of the Holy Spirit and he would speak boldly. You can see this in Acts uh, chapter four, verse number seven. They're thrown into prison, the back end of this. It's too late in the afternoon, according to the the law at that moment in time. Uh, If it was a matter of a man's life, you had to wait until the morning. If it was a, a monetary affair, then you could deal with it at night. But if it was a matter of a man's life, which their lives are, it was a matter of their lives at this moment in time, they are going before the same uh, people that just crucified Jesus weeks earlier. So this is a matter of life. And you matter, Peter and John are thinking, what in the world is going on? We're going to the same place Jesus just went to stand in front of the same people that crucified Jesus. And here we jump into this conversation in verse number seven. You're going to find it. It says, they brought in the two disciples and demanded by what power or in whose name have you done this? Speaking to um, the healing of the lame man, by what power or in whose name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit, powered up said to them, rulers and elders of our, uh, of our people, are we being questioned today because we have done a good deed for a crippled man? Do you want to know how he was healed? Let me clearly state to all, uh, all of you and to all the people of Israel that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, the man you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. A very clear indication, a big push into their face to say, this man was healed in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, and you're the one that killed him. 
You got to be powered up by the Holy Spirit to confront people, especially when your life is on the line. You got to be secure in Jesus name to know that, man, the same death and resurrection of Jesus Christ that you physically saw is going to be the same death and resurrection of your life in the event um, that you would lose it. You got to have some power to throw it in front of the face of the people that just crucified a Jesus. And he throws it back that, man, this man was healed by Jesus Christ. Standing in front of these people, you know, speaking back to them and encouraging them and giving them an understanding of who Jesus was. You're seeing these ordinary men right here in this story do an extraordinary thing, but they're doing it by the name of Jesus Christ. Verse number 13, skipping on down, here's the recognition by the Sanhedrin, by these religious scholars, by these extremely educated, highly influential individuals. This awareness on who these guys were. Verse number 13 says, the members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in scriptures. They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. They're just ordinary men, no special training, but powered by the Holy Spirit. They're doing extraordinary things. Let me just tell you today, ordinary people can do extraordinary things. And if you are here today underestimating your power, you are underestimating or you're underestimating the power of God through you. You're underestimating your ability. You are underestimating everything about your life. It's ordinary people that God gives this incredible opportunity to do extraordinary things. These people, Peter and John, healed a lame man. Saul, the power of God, moved through to heal a lame man. With the boldness of the Holy Spirit, begin to preach and talk about Jesus Christ, that he's the way, the truth, and the life. To stand up in front of people that could kill him, powered by the Holy Spirit, to, to speak truth to them about who Jesus was. It's ordinary people doing extraordinary things and it's on display for them. And I love about this scripture inside of here. They could recognize their individuals that have been with Jesus. Come on, you may be ordinary today, but Jesus. If you're going to hashtag that, hashtag ordinary, but Jesus. I'm all ordinary, but Jesus. And this is the beauty of understanding who you are, what you're connected to, the power that you have access to. Man, if we don't understand what we have access to, we'll never be able to live in the power that was uh, afforded to us for the purpose of seeing extraordinary things happen inside of our lives. I mean, it should be our prayer that we wake up in the morning and say, you know what, God, I want to see the extraordinary happen. God, I want to see you move in my life today. I want to see you move in my workplace. It's going to be through my action, partnering with you, man, that you would come down and feel my workplace, that you would step into my situation and you would cause it to work together for my good. God, I want to see you on display inside of my life. I want to be, you know, live an ordinary life, but see extraordinary things happen around me. I can be an ordinary person, but man, by faith, I'm going to see extraordinary things happen. And in the process of this, the world seeing on display that a faith-filled person that God is moving on behalf of their lives has an opportunity to share the gospel. And I'll tell you, our, our focus should be this, that people should be able to recognize to say, but man, they have been with Jesus. But man, they have been with Jesus. 
all of these highly influential, highly religious individuals, well-educated, could not defy the fact that, man, these guys have been with Jesus. The last thing I'll leave you with is this. Remember who you are living for. Remember who you're living for. When you get into life and you are, you're full of action, in alignment with the truth of God's word, you are living out righteousness. Man, you are sharing your life openly with people. You're generously giving to those around you. Man, you are living out the characteristics of the uh, Holy Spirit all throughout your life. You're absorbed with it, man. The Holy Spirit is leading you in peace, patience, kind, kindness, love is all about your life. You got self-control. Man, you are living as a powered up individual uh, through the Holy Spirit. You transformed everything. Just remember who you're living for because a life full of the Holy Spirit is going to have a life that sees extraordinary things happen around them. The miraculous is going to happen. But never think that it's because of you. Look what I've done. You find inside of here that the Peter and John pointed it right back to you. It was in Jesus' name that this happened. That's how that happened. It's in Jesus' name that this has happened. It is by Jesus' name that this has happened, right? If you would have seen me pre-Jesus, there ain't no way I could be doing what I'm doing today. But Jesus, yeah, I'm just ordinary and there's extraordinary things that are happening. Remember who you are living for. Keep the goal, right? Bringing it all back together. Keep the goal in the midst of your, uh, your life and your, your opportunities and in the midst of maybe resistance. Just remember who you're doing it for. Who are you living for? If you don't remember who you're doing it for, it's going to be very easy to give up, right? Well, I'm going to have to face some trials and some circumstances and challenges. This is a little too hard. I didn't think it was going to be like this. I might as well give up now. Might as well give up while I'm ahead. I just, you know, I'm, I'm good. Remember the goal. Man, we're here for the sake of people that are around us. Man, we want to see our workplaces transformed. We want to see our homes transformed. We want to see our friends transformed. We want to see our city transformed. We want to see our state transformed. We want to see our country transformed. We want to see the world transformed. But it's action bringing these opportunities and the extraordinary on display and in the middle of all these extraordinary things. We're doing it for God. We're doing it for Jesus Christ. We want to see his truth known here on this earth. We want everybody to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. In Acts chapter 4, verse number 16, the Sanhedrin, they're trying to figure out, what are we going to do with these guys? It says this, what should we do with these men? They asked each other. Can't deny that they have performed a miraculous sign and everybody in Jerusalem knows about it. Right? They had individuals that would expect, inspect these specific accounts of miraculous things that have happened. They've already inspected it. They cannot deny it. It's clearly a miracle that is undeniable. Okay, For the religious people that did not want this to spread, did not want the idea about Jesus Christ to spread, this is a, a true fact for an unbeliever to believe and not be able to not, not deny it. It's truth. So they're going on to say, what do we do about this? But to keep them from spreading their propaganda any further, verse number 17, we must warn them not to speak to anyone in Jesus' name again. 
So they called the apostle back in and commanded them never again to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, do you think God wants us to obey you rather than him? We cannot stop telling about everything we have seen and heard. <laughs> then the council, or the council then threatened them further, but they finally let them go because they didn't, uh, didn't know how to punish them without starting a riot. Come on, somebody. Starting a riot. For everyone was praising God for the miraculous sign, the healing of a man who had been lame for more than 40 years. More than 40 years. Remember who you were doing this for in the face of resistance and challenges, right? These individuals, I mean, you may have people come along on the journey, be like, we just don't want to hear all of that. Man, you're crazy. You're out of it. You may have the voice of the enemy in your head just saying, hey, just quit. Just give up. It's not worth it. It's too challenging. Your sins are too great. Your persuasions are too, uh, too much. And, and you have the enemy in your ear just like, just give up. It's too much. Just, you know, walk. It just, why do you even believe this? I mean, this is crazy talk. Why? Uh, remember who you're doing this for. Being powered up by the Holy Spirit, man. You want to see the world change and transform. And these Peter and John looking back at them, I'm like, should we listen to you? Should we listen to the voice of, uh, uh, of dissent? Should we listen to the voice of resistance? Should we listen to the voice of discouragement? Should we listen to the voice that is trying to undermine, undermine the work of God in my life? Nah, we shouldn't listen to the voice of man. We can't stop telling people about what we've seen and what we have heard. This is the beauty of a life that is full of the Holy Spirit, that the extraordinary is happening all around. And let me just tell you, man, we are powered up. And in the middle of being powered up, maybe there's some times where we just got to power on. We're powered up, man. There's times we just got to power on. Keep on pressing forward, even in the face of opposition. You know what I would leave you with here today is the exact same thing that the believers at this moment in time prayed for. They prayed for courage. They prayed for strength, that they would keep on sharing this message and they wouldn't give up. We are benefactors today because they were powered up and they powered on no matter what they faced. And today, this is who we are and this is what I pray our church would be. We're powered up and man, we are powering on no matter what we face. Acts verse number four, or Acts chapter four, verse 29, it says this. And now, O Lord, hear their threats and give us your servants great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Come on, stretch out your hand. Strengthen us to preach this message. May there be signs and wonders all around our church community in the lives of the owners of Pearl Street Church. May I pray in Jesus' name that a riot could break out just like these believers that saw this miracle and believed so much. And man, we're just praising God for the miraculous. I just pray in Jesus' name that across our church community that man, we receive the strength of boldness. That man, when we look at our lives, we're saying, you know what? We know what this is all about. We can focus on the goal. 
We know what it's all about. We, we're going to press through. We're going to keep pressing on. Obstacles, challenges, trials, struggles, pain, uh, resistance, oppression, whatever it may be. We're powered up and we're going to keep powering on because we know who we are doing this for. We know what this is all about. Come on, today, wherever you were at, maybe you're in the middle of it, keep pressing on. Always remember, God's timing is just as important as God's will. Man, live a life where you give what you got. Come on, you give people what you got. Another thing, man, we're just ordinary people. Just remember, we're ordinary people. But man, through the power of the Holy Spirit, God can do extraordinary things through us. Pray today, cross our church community. The extraordinary is evident in an ordinary life. Love you guys. Let's continue to worship here today. Let's focus on the goodness of God, knowing that we're powered up. And this is a season maybe where we just power on. It was so good to have you tuned in right here today for this message. I pray that you are encouraged and you are strengthened inside of your faith. Man, you are confident here today in, in accomplishing what God has laid out for you to do as a believer, whatever sphere of influence that you are in. I pray that you are ready to get it done. Now, our kids' experience is coming up next. Make sure you jump online, get your kids around. They'll be encouraged to get ready for their week. Outside of that, keep on making a difference in the world in which God has destined you to lead in. Have a great week.